0: evan knappen and welcome to gun lawyer hey today i have a very very special guest on this show someone who is incredibly near and dear to me and that is my daughter abby abby hi, guys
1: <laughs> hi abby
0: hey Ooh. i invited abby onto to gun lawyer show because i wanted her to be able to talk about what it's like being a gun lawyer's daughter. Because this poor soul has had to put up with me for her entire life. And I think I've permanently distorted her brain, and you might get a few laughs hearing about how incredible she came out to be, uh, even though she faced this huge disability from the beginning, and that is being my daughter. But, uh, Abby, what I'd like to ask you today is, first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How how old are you?
1: Are you going to put hmm? my age out here?
0: Why not? You're you're a young <laughs> woman, a and I think it's fair okay. to say that. Because I think it's important for them to know. No, yeah, just, I mean, just...
1: phone number two.
0: Well, all right, <laughs> put it this way. You were somewhere around 20 years old let's just put it that way around twenty. <laughs> okay. okay you're around 20 <laughs> we can agree and, on this. and the reason Deal. I want to uh, have that out there is because you know there aren't too many young women who really have an understanding about firearms and weapons and target shooting and all kinds of things that you've had quite varied experience with As a matter of fact tell us some of the things that that you've shot or used as weapons, tell us about that. I want to know what's your weapons background miss twenty <laughs> year old abigail gun lawyer's daughter L- let's let's tell the folks well, about that Go thanks right to
1: a certain parent, I think mm-hmm. I've been shooting as long as I've been walking right so that's cool very good <laughs> yes yes i think i don't even know i if it wasn't. Like a real rifle, it was a BB gun. If it wasn't a BB gun, it was like a little slingshot, which is illegal in Jersey. So I'm right. sorry I'm putting this out here. That's okay. Um, that's a whole Statue other story. limitations is long yeah, I know. cast. I know. But we're I'm mm-hmm. not there, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, it's been rifles are fun. Shotguns, I got to experience thanks to Gun for Hire. Not going to plug them, but I kind of love them.
0: Oh, what do you love um, about Gun for Hire? <laughs> Is Everything. that like your favorite place? Maybe. Ah, uh, you love going there. I wouldn't fact, mind we had a
1: couple tickets to go, I don't know. We had your birthday there even, wasn't that yeah, fun? Yeah, And that what did you fun.
0: do for your birthday? What, what 20 or so year old girl <laughs> says, here's what I want to do for my birthday. And what is it you wanted to do for your birthday?
1: Go to Gun for Hire.
0: And what did you end up shooting at Gun for Hire?
1: So we shot a lot. Luckily, I finally got to shoot a Desert Eagle, which was awesome. And that was and a 50
0: cal Desert Eagle. Yes, but you didn't stop there, time. did you?
1: No, we also did the very intense gun that I can't remember the name of. But the 50
0: cal Barrett. Yeah. You shot a 50 <laughs> <boy>. BMG Barrett. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Tell us. What did you think about? It was that?
1: fun. We had a really good instructor. Can I plug his name? Sure. Just his right first name. In. Okay. Um, his name is Will. He's a good noodle. Um. So he was awesome, though, and was on us with safety and making sure that we felt comfortable even with the extreme gun in our hands. <laughs> but he and was really was. good, and he talked us through everything, especially with, like, the earphones and everything. It can be hard to hear, but he was really, really good with us and made my birthday a really special time.
0: So you've shot many different handguns. What's your favorite handgun to shoot?
1: Well... There's always my classic, which is a 1911, like a nine millimeter version is probably my favorite. But um, mm-hmm. I love Glocks in general. Like Glock 17 always fits the best in my hand, and mm. it's my birthday number. So.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, right. There's a little hint. <laughs> well, yeah, you you have you do have quite a collection. You even have a nice collection of knives, don't you?
1: Yeah, but we don't what? tell many people that.
0: <laughs> well, we can tell the folks that listen to this are going to keep. I mean, the it's secret. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, t- what like what's some <laughs> of the knives you have too? What are they?
1: Um, I know I stopped counting after 150. There so. you go. <laughs> That's my girl. That's what we're talking
0: about right there. Um, and what's I love one of your love, best- love
1: bench Those are yes. really quality. I have a very special Randall. That was given oh, yeah. to me when I got my first deer, and I actually got my first deer with that. That was an experience.
0: Tell us about how did that go? What about your first deer? First of all, how did you hunt your first deer?
1: I bow hunted it.
0: Oh, oh and how yeah. old at were you? At age twelve. Twelve.
1: Mm-hmm. And I and was mad because I wanted to do it at ten. But
0: I know, but, but I could only. <laughs> I had to <laughs> make arrangements. So and it was. I did it before it was
1: cool because Hunger Games wasn't really a thing, and Brave right. was definitely not a thing yet. So yeah, I'm a trendsetter. <laughs>
0: and when, and when, you, when you bow hunted your first deer, what was your reaction? Do you remember what happened?
1: I I think it's hilarious to look back on it cuz I remember just shaking and shaking and shaking and be like dad what the hell is happening to me right now? <laughs> my language back then was like this is creepy. <laughs> my classic yeah. statement to my dad. But, but it I was, was just shaking really and shaking exciting, and shaking, wasn't it? And I was so happy and I didn't realize like you talk about hunting and there's so much patience cuz it's not like you're going to walk outside and have a deer strapped up to a tree, you know? Right. And the tracking was very challenging because you have this excitement. Oh my God, you like hit a deer and you had that amazing moment that I got to bond with my father and got to do something that throughout history has been the basic backbone of living. And um it was pretty magical. But you have that moment and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have to find it now
0: <laughs> Right. So People what? Realize that. I thought
1: we can just like go, you know? Like wouldn't it just be there and like prepared for us you know meat just sitting there perfect well i remember you have to gut it
0: you did make a perfect shot absolutely perfect but even with any bow shot you know it's very rare for the deer to just drop on the spot and uh yeah. we did find it relatively and we found quickly. the arrow
1: which was pretty cool we right that we still have up.
0: that arrow yes oh yeah and then uh after we uh gutted it and uh and all what what did you do with the uh With the parts of the deer, the guts, did you do anything with them? Remember? (laughs) Tell us what happened with that.
1: Oh, this is a story. Um, Yeah. I will forever be tragically known, even (laughs) throughout high school and past high school. Yes, I'm out of high school. Um, As the girl who everyone got to hold her heart, quote unquote, (laughs) because my teacher was so excited She was freaking out when I mentioned to her, she's a science teacher, that I was going hunting, and I got to spend time with my dad, and we're going out tomorrow morning and tomorrow night, and I'm just so happy. And she said, you need, you need to bring in body parts. Now, it's very strange (laughs) to have any teacher, like, pressure you, peer pressure, into bringing in, like, parts of a body of any form. It's just very strange. It's even weirder bringing it into school because it looks like you have like a lunchbox or something. Not exactly. I brought in mm-hmm. like a heart and a liver, and mm-hmm. she just got to dissect it. I've never seen someone so happy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and but then everyone got, got to like to... poke the heart and hold the heart, and so everyone's like, "Oh, Abby, I got to hold your heart today." <laughs> <laughs> That's a reputation
0: yeah. builder right there. That's oh great. my
1: god, yeah. I just said, I'm glad that's all you got to hold. <laughs> but I don't well, know. Abby, you've also been an times.
0: activist for the Second Amendment through your life. I know What do you you care greatly about the Second Amendment as well, right?
1: Yeah, I think I have some articles, too, and newspapers holding up some signs for us. Like as a matter of fact, do you remember
0: how that. old you were then? You made the front page of the newspaper. It was at a big rally. Mm-hmm. And you were there holding a sign, and what did pretty your sure sign I was nine say? for that. Nine, and what did your sign say?
1: Protect me, arm the teachers. Right, and, and that still was believe the in it today. Color
0: photo, giant photo, front page of the newspaper, Sunday too. Which is Sunday focused on you <laughs> holding the pro gun activist sign. Mm-hmm. So this is how much you're dedicated. Matter of fact, you're an NRA member, aren't you? Yep. As a matter of fact, you're an NRA Life member, right?
1: You signed up supposedly the day I was born. Now, and I don't that know is if that's true. true or not. It but. is true. The
0: day you were born, you were I made yeah. you an NRA Life member. Thanks for member. giving
1: me a choice, Dad. No, no choice for you, damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's something very few people can say that they've been an NRA Life member for their entire life since the day they were born. So that's pretty good. And. Yeah. You've often helped me at gun shows. What I do you remember things happening at gun shows? What'd you tell us about? Yeah,
1: that? not gonna lie, there's some sexism that goes on. It's oh, tell us like what. How is that? Oh, man. Um, anytime I'm in a booth and my dad runs away and it's just my brother and I, every person tends to go gravitating towards my brother unless they want to flirt with me. <laughs> uh, That's a different story, right? But for the average Joe. They tend to want to go to him even for opening and closing knives and looking at guns and getting descriptions on things. It's very, very frustrating. I remember there was an older man a couple years ago who opened up just a liner lock and had Mm -hmm. no idea how to shut it. I've never Mm -hmm. seen someone so confused with it. (laughs) But, you know, that's okay because you can do it in your sleep when you were three,
0: but okay it's fine so whatever <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I love helping people and right. so I saw him struggling and he's just nervous because he doesn't want to break it it's like going through the mental stuff right there and I say hey can I help you can I help you shut that I know here just hand it over and he would not hand it over for the <laughs> life of me and it was so frustrating I said no, no no I'll just have one of the guys do it it's okay I said I can do it I know I might not have the guy equipment but I know what to do it's a liner lock. Do you know how liner locks work? I'll just get the guy to do it. It's fine. I'll just get the guy to do it. But get this. Teddy comes over, and he's about to hand it to Teddy, and, and Teddy grabs it from him and hands it to me so mm-hmm. I could shut it and lock it and hand it back. So Teddy That's won right. brother of the year.
0: There you but, go. He knew. <laughs> he knew you were getting frustrated oh and my didn't like God. That this guy. was not we need giving to you the stop credit. That's yeah. right.
1: I've had this happen, and it happens all the time in other aspects, but like going to a mechanic and such. But I don't know. It makes me really sad when it's something like this that I've grown up around to the extent I have. And, and you've done. Still.
0: <laughs> right. And you've also know. participated in many Friends of NRA dinners, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Being your rally Helping. girl. <laughs>
0: That's good. Showing those auction items and working the games, all oh, for yeah. the cause. Your whole life has been focused on this, too, as a gun lawyer's daughter, because these are all the things. But I think you've had a lot of fun. I mean, I know you enjoyed shooting the Uzi, right?
1: It's decent. (laughs)
0: That's good. That's good. I know Uh, you liked it.
1: Yeah. I think the only frustrating thing that I Mm -hmm. really, truly did not know was normal until years later. I was probably like (laughs) 16 or 17.
0: Right. Right.
1: But I seriously thought the only way to get something you want from your parents is to set it up like a court case. And I swear <laughs> to God, I thought every Tell teenage me about, girl and guy, because I'm not sexist, um, mm-hmm. would have to set up what they want. So let's say I wanted mm-hmm. the, um, you know how they had like flip phones or something back in the day, whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. I'd have to set up my starting argument you know um I'd have to have backing points I'd Mm -hmm. have to make up reasons (laughs) as to why it would be a benefit to my father (laughs) for him like why the I don't know how an iPhone would benefit him but maybe getting me to be quieter but I would plug Mm -hmm. those and I'd Mm -hmm. have a whole list like I'd write up a paper I'd never show the paper though because I wanted it to appear as if Abby Knappen just had this randomly but Mm -hmm. You had to set mm-hmm. it up, and if I could prove it to you and get my right. strong enough argument in place, yep, he would give it to me. But if I didn't, sorry, Abby, write up a new one. Like literally, that's what it was.
0: Yep. So you had to convince me, and I me didn't of even things. know
1: until I mentioned it to a friend because <laughs> she was all sad and crying that she right. couldn't get the newest thing, so she couldn't message this boy, right. whatever. And I said, "Why didn't you set up your argument? Didn't you set it up right? I'll help you." <laughs> <laughs> what and i said no no come here, come here come here what did you say was their benefit did you go wrong with that because that's the most key thing <laughs> i'm <Like, laughs> going back and stuff and yes yeah, so right. that's when i realized the turning point of where mm-hmm. evan Nappin might have affected my life <laughs>
0: that's right i wanted you to be yeah. an advocate for th- things you would believe and in it's and it's helped help me be it, it might right. be a
1: danger because i think it kind of right. turned around on you dad but
0: yeah, that's well, okay. that's true. Now I'm just <laughs>
1: Once i got good, in the water I got anytime
0: you want anything. I know. But no, you <laughs> really you. did help. Made you... <laughs> it's good, Abby, but made you an advocate yeah. and you would stand up for yourself oh, and yeah. help I've... you in school. Yeah, and yeah you've had Oof. many times where you... Mm-hmm. And it helps make you a strong, independent woman, which is what I want yeah. for my daughter. So, well, oh. we have uh, some other fun things to talk about look forward to uh, talking with you a little bit more, Abby. We've got some other yeah, fun things here. We should. We should talk. We will. I promise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights justice and freedom an unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth author of six best-selling books on gun rights including knappin on gun law a bright orange gun law bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer police chief firearms dealer and savvy gun owner that's what made evan napin america's gun lawyer
1: You're listening to Gun Lawyer with Attorney Evan Nappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer.
0: Well, that's right. I am a lawyer, and not <laughs> only that, my daughter is here, and she's and a, gun, a lawyer's gun lawyer's daughter. Daughter. Woo. That's right, and it does oh, yeah. uh, come with certain. Um, Responsibilities as well as certain Disabilities. perks, but yeah. of course, you know, oh. not every <laughs> young woman as is, is experienced in like uh, knife throwing, right? That's a fun one. You do that. You like knife throwing, and how? And what else do you like? Uh, you've also done uh, axe, kickboxing, kickboxing, right? You do oh, yeah. that, and and uh, also regular lots boxing, of gun even.
1: shooting. I was on a crew team for it.
0: Right, crew team. You also had quite an experience in archery. What was your archery? Experience?
1: Oh yeah. So I was on Team USA for two years and sponsored by PSE and a stabilizer company called Spider, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, Abby, of everyone in my in our family, you have the best eye, the best aim, like just a natural, unbelievably great. And i'll hide anything the fact i'm wearing
1: glasses right now but yes well, thank you. <laughs>
0: anything you shoot i don't care if it's a bow or a, a, a handgun a rifle a shotgun you are always dead on and the most accurate shooter of anyone including me in in the family just an awesome shot now uh what do you, so what have you thought about in terms of second amendment and and its impact particularly for women because i know you've cared about it what do you think about that
1: I think there's a lot more women out there that want to know and want to be experienced but are too afraid of the sexism that follows because Mm -hmm. the sexism that's there makes it feel as if you shouldn't even try because if you don't like they set up a standard for you to be at and if you don't become an overachiever with how you talk about guns and how you talk about knives, you're just going to look down upon. And that's not the case, but I've noticed that that tends to be the common threat. I know I felt that a little bit with, um, one of my shooting teams I was on for gun shooting Mm -hmm. because they would treat the guys differently from the girls. And I had one friend who I've known like all my life and she did this with me and we both really felt that tension. And it makes me sad because then when I talk to girls who have never even picked up a gun, they privately tell me, oh, I would just love to go to the range and experience it. It sounds like so much fun, and I'm always nervous for my kids or my animals or my husband, which I know it sounds weird. There's the classic husband defender, but I think it should be a team. You guys should protect each other, and I I really wish and I hope for the future even though the future looks a little scary with twenty twenty, that we can get to a place where even at Gun for Hire, I think it's I think Gun for Hire is becoming a huge turning point for this where a lot more women can come in and not be that knowledgeable, but become knowledgeable and not be afraid to of not knowing, you know?
0: Yeah. That makes a, a big difference and you've been able to been exposed to it uh, through, you know, being my daughter, but uh, yeah. many women have not, and uh, you've run into them, and you've uh, explained to them, even about women in self-defense. What do you think about that? How important is that?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, a little too close to home how important self-defense is because it's never what the movies make it out to be. It's always mm. weird situations where they try and put baby in a corner.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: And we just, we need to be able to rise above that. And we do have a standard here, but we can, I think we need to get to a place where men and women are constantly working towards being better and being more protected and having that edge. Because our world is getting a little scarier and, I don't know, I just want that wall to crumble down, you know, between men and women and what protecting yourself and what owning guns looks like, because it's been a little weird.
0: So you've been surprised, though, by some of your girlfriends, suddenly when they know that you are a believer in self-defense and believer in firearms, suddenly... They kind they of come so out excited. about it. What are they? It's really what are they, what yeah. happens? Were they finally a reveal? <laughs> I feel like they're Were telling like
1: me the... that they're like lesbian or something because they get so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> okay, we can sit down and talk. It's okay. <laughs> this is an open space. <laughs> What's up? You know, and they get all shaky and like scared. And then they say, oh my God, so I heard you do this and I kind of do it too. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, so they open up to me and they tell me either like a time that they did get to go shooting with someone or how they want to do it or they've heard of someone who does it or they heard about my archery and wondered how they could get into that or knife throwing or one girl came up to me randomly just through boxing and said have you heard of these lipstick bodyguards i really want to try one out they sound awesome i said are you kidding me (laughs) i don't have one on me right now No, right exactly and i said yeah i i actually have a guy (laughs) i can get you some if you want but she was like freaking out and it's such an insider's like circle which is also fun too because who doesn't love that but it's just funny to me that like it's i don't know it's like a secret
0: one of the other sides about you is that I know you love animals. You believe in hunting and you respect animals and hunting. Yeah, but I also it's you're like also, the
1: Native American approach with it.
0: But you're also an animal lover. And I know that you love uh, Mr. cats Mr. you love dogs. Now, dog. who is Zeus Goose? Tell us who is <laughs> Zeus Goose. Tell us about that.
1: He's our pit bull puppy. He oh. is
0: an adorable little monster. Oh, um, yeah.
1: He is very much like in his toddler phase of either super happy and loving and just <laughs> snuggle up cute to the terror of the house who chews yep. on cabinets. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> animate objects. Sorry, inanimate. But if Abby, you
0: really are a good trainer. You really <laughs> have an, ex- an excellent way with the animals. I have been get better the with animals. that, yeah. You really have. You, I can see I change already. I love my already. cat, too. Yeah. It's
1: good. My cat. He's my little guy. Yeah. He's my little man. Well,
0: yeah, he's, he's special in his own way, but boy, they're That's two nice. different kind of animals, aren't they? It's kind of funny, but they both love you in their own special way, don't they?
1: Yeah, I'd say and so.
0: In addition to your love of animals and your love of Second Amendment and things we've been talking about, what is your focus for your career at this moment? What are you working on? Oh, we're going to
1: bring on? this into the table, too. Why not? I want
0: everyone <laughs> to know about Abby.
1: Okay. Well, I have forever loved beauty. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, I used to be 60 pounds heavier. I was a big yep. girl. That's um, true. I actually lost. I was at my largest when I was 12. And I lost that weight, and I've kept it mm-hmm. off. So it was very weird. I lost the weight while hitting puberty, which was not a good time. <laughs> oh, my God. I went from never being noticed to all of a sudden attention, and I didn't understand it, you know?
0: Wait, let's backtrack one second. a matter of okay. fact, when you <laughs> first told me you wanted to shoot uh, bows and arrows into archery, I said, sure. And I was happy for you, and we tried to make it happen. And then one of the local communities had a... Uh,
1: you wanted course. me to try it out before you bought me anything because I wasn't right. good at my arguments then. So right. I didn't fully get it. <laughs> but I wanted Court you to experience. Case. So you went
0: to this course, and there's a woman instructor there, and you're brand new, I'm trying to learn excited. this. I'm
1: super excited. Can't this wait large, to shoot. young child.
0: Right. And what did this instructor say to you?
1: The first words out of her mouth when all I had gone up and said to her was, Hi, hello, I'm Abby was you're too fat for this sport. You need to find another hobby.
0: Can you believe that? Same you're tone too fat and for everything. This sport. Yeah. And we're talking about and the person here who, who was on the United States you're now you went all the way to the to the dream team. Yeah, so That's it's a what part what
1: you of Team did. USA. We were the start right. to try and get my compound right. bow because there's recover right. compound and we want to compound yeah. in the realm of the Olympics. And but that was
0: your great start by this wonderful instructor. Yeah. You were too it's fat first thing to ever sold to me.
1: Isn't that nice? Um, well. Yeah, and I had lost the weight for other reasons too because I just right. wasn't happy with myself. And I was sick right. and tired of making it a victim. I'm not a victim. I mm-hmm. am going to do what I need to do to be a better archer, not for her, but for myself. Right. And I noticed endurance tended to be better for those who, like, would run a little bit or eat a little healthier. So I worked my booty off, um, (laughs) literally, and um, I had lost the weight, hit puberty, made it super challenging, Um, and then we got into the archery and things really just started to take off. It was kind of, you kept working hard, but you didn't really necessarily know where things were going. It kind of felt like things fell into place. But I'm a believer that if you work hard and you keep your focus on one thing, you're gonna be brought to the other things. If that makes sense. <laughs>
0: yes, it does. And yeah. you ended up—you um, recently graduated uh, cosmetology school, right? Yes. So, and you're getting your I... license, and then you're... <laughs> what's next? Talk about that.
1: Well, what I was trying to go for with the um, weight loss was that. I knew what it was like to not feel like the world viewed you as the definition of beautiful. I knew what it was like to really feel down on yourself. And it's really challenging. You don't realize how much that affects just everyday life. And I've had some amazing stylists in my life. One is one I still have today. His name is Hercules, which is funny because he loves my dog Zeus. Um, <laughs> ironically. Um and he, we had little moments where, uh, for my prom, he did my hair. I'd never met him before. And he dolled me up in a way. Cause I had someone, um, in my family, a distant relative though, say that I couldn't pull off enough do, and it, my face isn't good enough for it. I'm too big for that. And trying to say the same stuff in a different way, mm-hmm. um, like the archery woman, and it may be very devastated, but I went in and told him I had this hairdo planned, and I I don't even know what to do. I was told I couldn't pull it off, and I'm really sad because I knew it would look great with this outfit. And he told me, excuse me, (laughs) I don't know who told you that. I'm going to do it, and you're going to love it. You watch. So I trusted him, and he did up my hair and everything, and I literally cried in his chair because he made me feel amazing and wonderful and how you'd want to feel on your prom day so um, things like that moments like that every time I was out and about on an archery trip or an archery training camp on my downtime I'd be playing with girls hair or doing makeup for someone so I was very much like always doing this and trying to make people feel better Kind of goes along with my experience when I focused on comedy, which is another whole topic. For do you think
0: you can combine uh, <laughs> somehow, um, uh, uh, maybe a target range, shooting range experience, and cosmetology at the same time? <laughs> you can like um. do haircuts and <laughs> shoot Barrett fifties. What do you think?
1: <laughs> Let's just get my license first,
0: <laughs> right? Well, I can say that there aren't too many, at least in the stereotypical world of cosmopolitan but we don't live in that world (laughs) but we don't and you break those stereotypes every day and i'm always so proud of you and you have really um just uh, done great things as a young woman i have to say you are absolutely my favorite daughter (laughs) also my only daughter but you are my favorite (laughs) daughter so i want to thank you for coming on the show and telling folks what it's like to be gun lawyer's Thank you daughter too. Hopefully you what a challenge <laughs> <laughs> that's great till next time remember keep fellow gun owner from becoming a law-abiding criminal tell them to listen to gun lawyer radio and visit our website at gun.lawyer this is evan Napin reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals they protect criminals